Do. Hey everybody, it's Lydra. Hi, it's Pam White with your hair chair gang. <laughs> yeah, we are broadcasting live from Pam's House of Hair, as I like to call it. And uh, our favorite segment, or one of our favorite segments that we like to call hair chair. And we have an actual client in here, a guest in here today. She may or may not speak up. However, she's my sister-in-law. I've been doing her hair for... I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 20 years. years. 20 years. Yeah. yeah, 20 years. That's a long time. Yeah. That has credibility. Right. Like That's our new president. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Way to segue into, into the uh, election. Into the election. Hail to the new chief. After all this bullshit and waiting for the results, um, the projected winner is Mr. Joe Biden. Yes. Congratulations to all my people that support Biden and Kamala. Exactly. Man, can our first African American woman vice president. Woo! That's just one step closer <laughs> to the presidency for us. Isn't she the first vice president, period? Woman? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Isn't she a sorority and AKA? Not an AKA, so I can't make that noise that they make. Didn't but... she go to an HBCU, Howard University? Woo! <laughs> we have a lot to be happy to, for today at, at Hair Chair. Right. <laughs> We're making history. And I'm just going to say, I'm pissed off because y'all saw the post I put on our Facebook page when our election special didn't download. If this doesn't download, I'm kicking in some doors because... I still think it's a conspiracy. I tried to... We actually did two separate broadcasts to try to get our election special up and going. And it would not download either time. So I'm convinced. I'm convinced it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew it. I did. <laughs> because they, they block anything I post on Facebook now. Well, at the time, the election was going on. So anytime I tried to post something they thought was too much, they'd say, your post violates our community such as and i'd be like i've never said anything crazy but they let us post as much nastiness as we want right <laughs> because they're perps right i just feel like our total freedom of speech was completely violated yeah yes i mean even before we broadcasted today i i went back and i tried to edit the file again i did a little chip of it edited it and it and it popped up and i was like what maybe i can actually do this in smaller segments I went to play it, and it said, the file will not download. Are you kidding me right now? No. It's a total conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. And so, at least now we know. So now we have to move forward. And we may have to move with a new uh, podcast topic. Sp- sponsor. Yeah. Or uh, platform. That's the word. Platform. Because yeah. I'm over it. Anchor. Yeah. Get it together. Right. <laughs> so... So since we're doing um, hair chair today, Tasha, are there any questions that you have for our resident expert about hair? I know you've been coming for so long, you probably just like whatever, yeah, but still. I come to Pam basically every week, so she's in total control of my hair. I don't have any questions, concerns. <laughs> she keeps it healthy, so I really don't. Uh, have any concerns right now? You hear that, Pam? Total yes, control. I'm very humbled that she gives me total control over her hair, and it, in order to get that kind of uh, dedication from one person, 
you have to say what you mean to me when you say when you're doing someone's hair. Yeah. So she can't come here and have me talk her into something that she truly doesn't want to do. All mm-hmm. I can do is keep suggesting, but I'm not going to be mad at her if she doesn't do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I'm not going to make up a lie and tell her this will do this. <laughs> if you, don't. you know, some people do it. I, yeah. Trust me, they're out there. Well, when I first started coming to see you, the best thing that you said to me, which no one had ever said in the history of ever of anyone doing my hair was, is this what you expected Uh (laughs) at the end? Like you said, is this what you expected, what you were thinking when you came in here? And I was like, oh, I was taken aback a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, no one's ever asked me that before. (laughs) Well, I was like, that's great. Sometimes you, you come in with an expectation and you get something else. And saw the Facebook memes like, this is what she wanted, this is what she got. <laughs> I'll yeah. post a couple of those on our Facebook pages that people can see. Some of those are bad and some of them are really good. Yeah. And I try to read the good ones. I don't think I've ever been like off base with somebody because I do try to have a good consultation and be realistic about what someone can and can't do with their hair. Right. And it's really the consultation part that you do is, is really great because... I didn't know. Is that like a standard in the hair industry? Are you supposed to consult? Or is You're that just something? You're supposed to consult over any. Um, it just depends on the bar you have for your services. Like, I can do consultations for any chemical service. I try to do that, period. Like, if you're getting any chemicals on your hair, I want to know. If you're doing a dramatic cut or something you would normally do, yeah. then I want to, you know, I want to know and talk to you about that and know what your expectation is versus what you want, what you're going to get, that type of thing. Right. What's realistic for you, where you are in your hair stage, and what's not. Right. And also, if someone comes to you and says they want something, will you, like, tell them that's not the look for you? Or just do it and and be done with it? Right. I'll, I'll, I'll bring out, because usually those people have a picture. Yeah. And I'll say, do you think that you favor the person? <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> Do you think that you favor her? Um, like, she's got hair covering one eye. Are you going to go around all day like that? Or how, how are you going to do it? <laughs> right. I mean, when you ask those questions, people are like, well, no. I'm like, okay, well, then now that's not that haircut. And let's talk about something else. You know what I mean? There you well, go. You have to say it because some people don't realize it. All right. So anyone who needs a new do in the C-Bus area, hit us up on our website or our social media pages. And you, too, can walk out looking like a million bucks. And speaking of a million bucks, <laughs> lead us into our topic of the day. Speaking of a million bucks, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so, we're not saying we're gold diggers. But we ain't messing with no broke, broke. <laughs> so, in the light of Kanye's song, how many of you have ever dated someone where you're just like, they simply don't make enough money? And, and some of the things you do you, is clearly out of their league. But you're like, you know what? I tried this thing. I tried the, the guy who doesn't make a fortune but cares about me. But I don't think you should have to compromise how you live because whoever you're dating doesn't make enough money. I just think you should date on your level or date above for sure. Right. Yeah, the, the days of, but I love him, are kind of over. Because... <laughs> I for I mean I've been married for a long time, but I went through my period where I would give money to guys that didn't have it. I was doing way more like almost being their mothers versus like being in like a, a relationship. Yeah. And that's just that's old and tired. 
A lot of these young girls need to realize that you should not be supporting a man unless there's some kind of exactly. reasonable explanation yeah. as to why you're doing that. Exactly. Right. So what would be considered a reasonable explanation? As to why you're supporting a man? Like he's ill? Yeah. yeah. He's, you're already married and he's fallen ill. Yeah. So that's one. And number two would be he's already ill. No. <laughs> no. No. I don't know what... Um, a situation, maybe he's in between jobs. I don't know how long in between jobs is going to last for someone because I don't have that to do right. if I'm not married to you. I would think you would have to be married or it would have to be a situation where they've already proved themselves. They've already been committed to you. Yeah, that's you know, fair. That's and they've already fair. taken care of what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe for some reason, hard times fall. It's temporary or they become ill. Right. Not straight off bat. You, you don't know. What do you think about supporting someone that you're in a relationship with while they're in school? So you're working, you know, grinding, doing everything, but no. he's in no, school. No. no, because you don't have a commitment. And he may get successful... You saw the Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, yeah. Time after time after time. You see that where that happens. Well, in his case, it was the other way around. But right. But the truth is, is um, if you're not there on the ground level and you don't truly love this person, I just can't see me committing to any sort of financial anything with anyone if we're not married. Exactly. Does that make sense? It like, sure does. I, I just can't do it. Like you've, and to get, you know, obviously to get married, you, they've done something to convince you or prove to you that they're worthy of, you know, you being helped out or finances or whatever. But I definitely think that in 2020, uh, young women are getting money. This past summer was a hot girl summer. Right. And my daughter's a perfect example. She's made more money than I've ever seen her make. And I don't, I don't think at her age. It's almost not fair to judge at such a young age. I don't. I definitely don't think she should be messing with a broke person. But it's, they're so young that I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter. At least he's employed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think they just. I just think that young people. It goes both ways. Young people need to learn from a very young age what to accept and what not to accept when it comes to your money. Right. Because what's the line from Friday? Messing with my money is like messing with my emotions. Right. It is so true. But since we're talking about um, the phrase gold digging specifically, there's some stigmas around how certain people are treated or considered in gold digging. And sometimes it involves race. Right. So I've heard black women described as gold diggers much more harshly. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. It's like, because the, it's the assumption that most African-American women are coming from a poverty situation. And when we meet a guy, if he goes to the NBA or if he does anything and he's got a lot of money, now all of a sudden she's a gold digger. And I don't understand why she has to be a gold digger. Because most of the men that are in NBA are, I, I'm just using them as an example. Let me say that. Let me give that disclaimer. Most of them are already, uh, they were impoverished a lot of times before. They had full scholarships to go to their colleges, Mm -hmm. and then they were recruited to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And see, now you're around another level of people, but now you you forgot where you came from just that fast, and you can't help a person who, a girl who was on the same level as you before you would have dated, 
now she's suddenly a gold digger because you have money. Right. I don't think that's a fair right, assumption. Right, yeah. And and then a lot of times they tend to date outside their race and say that's not it. It's because that's who they're around. Well, the reality is you wouldn't have been around them if you didn't have money. So now why is she not a gold digger? Right. So she would never mess with you, meet with you. She wouldn't even come to your community. <laughs> that would exactly. never, ever happen. Yeah. If, you know, if you hadn't had money. So... I mean, at the end of the day, everybody wants to go. Everybody's a gold digger, if that's what you want to put it. Because look at Eddie Murphy and his wife. I mean, he's gone from his wife with, um, he's got several kids with her. Now he's married to a white person. I do not believe that, I don't know who she is or what she does, but I don't think she would have been with Eddie Murphy back in the delirious days. Yeah, because the value of time and money. <laughs> right, right. His net worth is probably tripled by now. And I just don't think she would have got with him right if that were the case. So And plastic surgery. Because yeah. no one can tell me that Eddie didn't have work. Well, you said he did. I don't know. I, I'm going to say he did. But that's even, just me. I, was saying, I never even paid attention to him like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. So, at the end of the day, to stigmatize a certain race or group as gold diggers, in my opinion, is just unfounded. I don't believe that anyone of any race, hold your head up straight, wants to, we're still doing a little bit of hair chair. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to date someone without money. It's just not going to happen. And I mean, and I think those are the reasons why LeBron James stays with his wife. Yeah. She's known him forever. Now, if they were to get a divorce, she's clearly accustomed to a lifestyle. Right. She's clearly accustomed. Now, does that make her a gold digger? No, it does not. That's like Michael Jordan's wife. Yeah. Not gold digging. Right. It just didn't work out. Right. And I'm getting paid because right. I stood by you. Yeah. And, so. it's, and it's the law. <laughs> right. So, I just don't believe that people understand. I believe also when men get money, they get money, they buy cars, they buy jewelry, and they get them a, a person. I ain't going to say a white person. I'll say a person who they would normally not have gotten without the money. Someone that's out of their league. It's just a fact. Yeah. Like, you can sit up and act like you're not barking up a tree with or without your million dollars. Without your million dollars, you're not going to have crazy women after you. It's just a fact. Right. And why, don't, and why don't they call men gold diggers? Right. Right. Oh, yeah, he had work. Tasha's showing us a picture of um, Eddie and his wife. There was, there was some work done. Because he's, age, he's aging gracefully. He looks way better than when he first started out. <laughs> Some people might say that's the money part. Yeah, the money to pay the plastic surgeon. You said the money part. <laughs> so, do you believe that when men get money, they, they love to get a gold digger because they can never afford a person or date a person on that level prior mm. to them having money? That's an interesting question. They do it. The, nobody... <laughs> I believe they do it. They would love nothing more than to date somebody they know they wouldn't have gotten if they didn't have money. Right. So having a great female is just a a level of success or an accomplishment for them. Right. So back to the other question, why don't why aren't men called gold diggers when they go after rich women? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's it's very bizarre to me. Yeah, that's true. He might just be a regular bum. Right. And he and he wants to get his sugar mama. Right. But no one really classifies him as 
gold digging. I mean, look at Monique's husband. Was he a bum? I mean, I don't know what he did before prior to her. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What did he do? What was his career? I don't know. That's and she calls him daddy. And he can, <laughs> clearly, he, it's like he controls the shit, so... Oh, I've seen several interviews like with her and him, and it's like horrible. So. Well, that could be a whole different, a whole different podcast, right? <laughs> That's leading down to, into a totally different subject. Oh, okay. So bald it out as as low as you can get without being bald. Okay. Yeah, we're still. I'm in the chair now, <laughs> with my with my shaved sides. <laughs> so right. Pam, how do you consider your dating life? What do you What do you Where Where are you in the pool? Well, in the pool. I definitely will not date someone who's not uh, financially stable because I am, and I have no less of an expectation from that guy, you know, whoever he's, whoever he should be. Right. And I would want to know, like, what his financial situation is, and that matters because at the end of the day, the number one reason for divorce is besides cheating is also finances. Exactly. And so you come to the door presenting yourself as something and you're not, and I have a problem with that. So I, I really want to know, what is it that you do? How long have you been doing it? Do you love it? <laughs> Those things matter to me. Mm-hmm. And they, I do have a minimum, too. I do believe they should make what I make. <laughs> they yeah. should make what yeah, I yeah, make. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's fair. Yep, it's definitely fair. So. Wow. Yeah. I would like him to make more, but he definitely needs to make what I make. Yeah, because I, I, I guess I'm a little old fashioned. I mean, I know my husband when he definitely wouldn't mind if I made more than him, mm-hmm. but I'm always, I've been accustomed to the man being the breadwinner, but that's just me. No, that's tradition. That's uh, women are attracted to that. And a lot of people find that, you know, it, they classify us as gold diggers. If we, we want a man to be, and some people nowadays are like trying to be equal, like, my parents <clears throat> raised me. My dad paid the mortgage and stuff like that. So I can't imagine me splitting all my bills with somebody. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'd probably motivate or find a way for him to get more money. <laughs> right. I'm, baby, I need you to go get a second job. Lowe's is hiring. Yeah, I'd, I'd find out whatever it is he excels at and try to promote that within his self or self-esteem or whatever it is. Yeah. And I would hope that somebody would do that for me. So if I met someone who made like half a million dollars, like I don't make that, and he still chose to take me on as his wife or spouse, then I'd imagine that he would give me some sort of skill set to help me get more money as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's working together on a whole different level. So, I don't know. I don't think that somebody's going to sit back and take care of me. I'm not silent enough for that. Like my... <laughs> Really? I'm not that submissive. <laughs> Speaking of silence, <laughs> as we segue into something else, what? tell everybody what happened to you at the car dealership like yesterday. Oh my God. So I went to a car dealership to get a bulb replaced on my car and lo and behold as I go in there, and this is really like a, summer, a summary because it's like too much detail. So lo and behold as I go in there to take the car, they come back to me as I'm sitting in the waiting area, and he says, ma'am, you, you have to buy a new battery. I'm like, no, why would I do that? I'm here for a light bulb. And he says, well, your battery went down. I said, what? I said, my battery is dead? I, he said, yeah. I said, no, I think you have the wrong person. 
in the wrong car. And he said, no, I'm telling you, you're back. I was, he said, the Chrysler? I said, yeah. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not about to pay you money for something that I know wasn't a problem before I got here. So they're telling me that my car battery dropped dead as soon as I pulled into their service area. And it would not restart. And I said, that is bullshit. And I, wanted, I immediately asked to speak to the manager. And they were telling me, well, your car won't start. You can come out here and look at it. We can't. I said, I don't care what it's doing. I don't care if I look at it. You're telling me. I said, my car hasn't given me any signs. I've never been stranded. My, You know what I mean? There's yeah. no. So they're telling me that I need to buy this battery. And they're $140 and all that. You know, just all the bullshit. Right. So, no one can find the manager. It's been two and a half hours now. So I immediately started texting in the lobby. and Well, not texting, researching who owns... You know, Bob Caldwell. You know what I mean? So We're just yeah. going to throw it out there. You're just going to put the name out there. I'm, I immediately started searching who, you know, who knows them, who owns the place. Because the manager seemed to have evaded me for quite some time. So I go and I send him an email and boom, I'm on my way home after paying an excessive amount of money for a battery. Because they really wouldn't let my car start. For a battery and a light bulb. To the tune of $609. What? That's astronomical. That's not happening. $609 damn dollars for a light bulb and and a battery. And a battery. And so, here. Can I get it? Yeah. And so, I go, and I, they call me immediately. Because I called, he said, well, this is the manager, and you called my boss, and you said, I said, I know what I said to the boss. You said, yes, I have the emails. And I said, and hold on, I'm sending another one right now. And, <laughs> no, I was. I sent another one because I had pictures. Hey, and, this is how you know you're not messing around with some dumb dumb person. Because literally, if you have the gumption to sit in the waiting room and research and find out who owns the place right. and send them a direct message, I'm going to say that that's smart. Take notes, people. Yes. Right. And so I researched them. I sent them a message. I attached the documentation where I had been in there less than six weeks ago. It was less than, it was only five weeks. I remember and, that. And I said that, well, no one said any indication on your 21-point inspection that you charged me for <laughs> that there was anything wrong with my battery. And so there, I sent the screenshot to him, uh, you know, and I said, I have the paperwork. So he was then immediately, like, called me back and said, come on in, we're going to get you taken care of. And they got in, they took all the labor off of all of my services. And I really appreciated that. And I was just done. Because how you tried to get me. You did something to that battery when you were trying to change that light bulb and you messed it up. Yeah. Stop playing. My yeah, battery exactly. was, I never had any, I said there's no engine light on in my car. There's no indication all these weeks ago. And I said, but suddenly, what are the chances that I come into here and this in your service intake, and my car dies right there, like boom, and it won't stop. And the battery's dead. And the, completely, and it's like you can't even charge it. You can't. You got to buy a new one. And I'm just like, I absolutely will not. And so they, you know, they were able to give me a refund. But then the guy later, as he tries to fix it, he comes, calls me in there and says, "Well, when they send out the survey, you got to say something nice, or they're going to take it out of my paycheck." And I was like, "I do." He said, he said, well, it was my wife's birthday, and I was trying to, you know. Are you serious? Yeah. You're not. Uh, no, seriously. And that's why he wasn't available for two and a half hours. I can't wait till you go in on that survey. Because the fact that he even said that to you, 
that needs to be like he needs to be written up or something yeah so that's ridiculous wow and I bet you're never going back there again no absolutely not and so Wait, it was his wife's birthday and he was supposed to be working and he just dipped I for like two hours? I, I, yeah, I guess that's what he's trying to say. Wow. And oh. he was like, you know, I usually leave. I don't typically do that, but this particular day. And I was like, but I kept, my whole story, no matter what anybody said, was what are the chances that my car would die perfectly in your, in your service intake area? This just wouldn't happen. I just drove in here and it was fine. He was like, we got cameras. And I'm like, pull them out. You'll see that it was working fine. I bet you'll see that somebody accidentally disconnected a wire while they were doing your light bulb. And there was an oh shit somewhere in the video. Exactly. Wow. You just never know with people. You got to be on it when people are servicing your stuff. And I know nothing about cars. So I let my husband deal with that stuff. But I bet you, I bet some tables would have been flipped up in there. Or it never would have happened with a man. Which is unfortunate. Because I think a lot of people in the service industry take advantage of women. Exactly. They do, and he just had the wrong one. Or he had the right one. Actually, <laughs> he had the right one. Because I sure took it back up there and then proceeded to try to tell me that if I wasn't there by 5.30, he would just tell them what to do. I said, no, don't worry about that. I'm on my way now. I just did a Yui. I'm coming yeah, back I'm right coming now. Right back. So, yeah, that happened. That's insane. Six hundred. I mean, what if you? What if you didn't have six hundred dollars? Right. That's what I'm. What saying. if you hadn't budgeted for that? Right. I would have cried like right there. Give me my car. I'll take my chances. Jump the battery. I'm out. Cause that's I. Oh. I was really serious, trying to see if I could get somebody to come and kick their ass. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I thought, no, I really thought about it. Like, I thought about it. Seriously. In the old days, she would have called the brothers. Right. I would have called them. Like, listen. Man, if you would have called me and told me all that mess, I would have had I would have made Mister stop working, and because it's right down the street, and had him go up there. Right. Nobody wants to deal with that crazy man. <laughs> they were just doing that because it was me. I definitely. I think so. Yeah. Wow. That's ridiculous. Wow, this alcohol is no joke on my neck. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can wrap up tonight's or today's episode of Hair Chair while I'm brushing all the little loose hairs off myself. Right. Um, any any closing words, people? Tosh? Happy Saturday. Go Biden and Kamala. Woo! <laughs> and go Bucks. And go Bucks. Woo! Woo! All right, girl, what land? Peace. We're the dopest, we're the mostest, we're your hostesses, yeah, 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 with the program, girl, why, girl, why, find us on Facebook at Girl Web Podcast, IG and Twitter at Girl Web Podcast, website is on with.